Hi, welcome to podcast number 34. Yep, here we go with another one. Um, no bullshit. Uh, we're just going to jump right into techniques. But of course, before we do that, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and listening in, and listening into these. Today's topic is a little bit different. Um, it's one that uh, we don't spend enough time th- uh, literally thinking about or 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 um, practicing, and that's the mental game, right? The mental side of our sport. And of course, we could spend probably hours and hours and hours talking about this, and we probably will. Um, but I, I wanted to get the, I wanted to get it started, and I wanted to get it started in in, in a pretty a pretty easy setting, which is one realizing uh, how accessing the mental side of our sport what a big deal that is and what you could, what will give you some takeaways for for you to be able to start uh, putting some things into practice so you can access the mental side of your sport right so we're, we're gonna really baby step this one and where this where this podcast uh, came from is uh, this podcast is a little bit different where um, I have a guest um, I've got one of my um, key instructors here Phil Horowitz is here say hi Phil Hello, everyone. So this uh, this podcast is going to have Phil, and Phil spent a lot of time studying this side of the sport, uh, the psychology of our sport. So Phil's got um, amazing insight uh, with this, and Phil's background is, in some ways, very similar to mine, where um, he got started very late in the sport, um, also uh, not quite the most naturally uh, talented, and uh, he's that, ha- that, that, that's being kind. <laughs> <Ken>. <laughs> <laughs> is realizing, realizing how hard he's had to work and how so much of it has come from the mental side of it. And, you know, the mental side of it's interesting because we, we feel that unless we're on the motorcycle doing something all the time, every time, we're not getting better, right? Oh, if I'm not on an XR100, I can't be doing better. If I'm not riding supermoto, I can't be doing better. If I'm not on a track day, I can't be doing better. And that's just not the case, right? This, this is a whole other side of the sport where we, we, can, we can start to form our thought processes and form the habits of whether it's positive thinking or whether it's whether it's the actual um, it's the actual motor skills that we're doing. So there's a whole part of this, but what this particular podcast is about is starting to understand how to access the mental part of it. Right. So let's let's start at square one because I know we're rough, tough motorcycle people, and we don't we know we don't want to have this touchy feely um, mental crap. Right. We don't we don't need it. But yet I can tell you with with 99.999% of the riders I work with, the mental side is always, always the bigger picture. So yeah, th- this, is, this is more uh, along the lines of um, uh, let, let's get you started, right? If you're, if you're thinking or hoping that someone's gonna come along and just magically um, you know, get, give you the, the, the physical attributes and the physical training to do the sport, it's not gonna happen. But by you, you taking control of what you do and starting this process, I think you'll be, you'll be uh, uh, plenty surprised at what's going on. So, Phil, I'm going to have you jump in here a little bit. So one of the things that we talk about in, 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 um, in what an athlete in general can control, can you talk about the three things an athlete can control and then where the mental side fits into this? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Ken. So, yeah, basically the three things – any athlete can control related to their performance are number one, they can control their technique, uh, which is another way to say technique is their their fundamentals or their craft. Um, Second thing they can control is their mental game. And Ken, you came up with a great term that I just love for this. It's their mental fitness. 
And then the third thing is their um, the physical side or you know their their physical fitness and, and training. So those are the three things as athletes that we control. And um, you know the, the mental fitness, the mental training is so relevant, um, definitely to motorcycle racing. Uh, a lot of people that's I, I think a um, you know a, a common known thing that the, the mental side of, of motorcycle racing is huge, but. You know, I want to, if you study um, any elite performer in any discipline, not just motorcycle racing, uh, but really in, in any sport, uh, business, or combat, basically at the, at the top sharp end of any discipline, um, fair to say, Ken, I mean, everyone has about the same amount of, of talent and craft or technique. If you go to the Olympics or the world level in any sport, you'd say the, the top performers really have the same um, ability and skills. So what it really comes down, what separates uh, the world champions and the best of the best from, from everyone else, from the mid-pack to the back of the pack, is, is really their, their mental game and, and their mental framework. Yeah. So, you know, the mental fitness part is interesting because everybody's like, oh my gosh, that person's so confident. They have so much confidence. Well, why are they confident? They're confident because they built up their technique, right? They're confident that their technique will carry them through. The better their technique is, the tougher their mental fitness is, right? And so all of these things go go hand in hand. So by by being by by um, being more studious, by having um, a better technique, that's where a lot of that that mental toughness, that mental fitness comes into play. But it's also taking the time to to um, to, to be able to access these things. And Phil, what I wanted to talk about is, you talked about the three things with what an athlete can control. Let's back up a little bit and realize it, right? Yes, we, we, we have our craft or our technique, right? That's something that we can control. The physical side, right? We talk about the physical fitness side. What does the physical fitness side, um, uh, how does that work in, in um, accessing your craft and technique? Yeah, I'd say um, actually both um, the the your mental fitness or your mental training as well as your physical fitness and and your physical training, both of those two things allows you to access your craft or technique. So let me kind of explain or give an example of what I mean by that. So um, you know, say you're the most naturally talented motorcycle rider on any grid. But if you ignore the physical side or if your, your physical fitness is not up to par, um, you know, maybe you can only do three laps at your maximum technique. Well, if you're doing a, a six lap race or say a Moto America 17 lap race, your fitness is holding you back from accessing all the talent you have. So what have you done? You've, you've given away um, all that craft and technique and skills that you work so hard and so many years to develop, you're not able to access that because you basically get tired after um, you can't finish a complete race or a complete training session. So you're not able to access the talent you have because when you get tired, uh, you lose focus and um, you lose your technique. Same thing with the, the mental game. Um, basically, if you don't have a clear mental framework and you haven't, don't have a clear mental strategy, again, you may be the most talented rider on the, on the grid, and, but if you show up uh, on the grid and you're doubting yourself, you don't have self-belief in your ability, or you're worried about your competition, or you're worried about the weather, or you're worried about all the, the eyes on you and the media and what they're gonna say about you. If you're worried about the end result or winning, you're not focusing on your craft. And again, you're, you're giving away um, all of your craft and technique that you work so hard for 
uh, by not having a very clear mental framework. And I mean, just to put this in perspective, I mean, Ken, I'll, I'll kind of put you on the spot. I've never asked you this before, but I mean, you work with all the top Moto America riders uh, in the country. And would you say, you know, uh, basically the the top three to four riders in any class have pretty darn close the same amount of, of skill and, and technique in, in terms of their craft. And really what, what separates them is their is their mental game and then their physical preparedness. Yeah. So so Phil, I'm glad you asked that because yeah, the the, the top two or three or four riders, um, in like in the Moto America stuff, the, the guys that I work with, quite honestly, they're axe murderers. I mean that's the bottom line, right? Yes, they have the skill. The skill all of <laughs> Those guys at the top of our sport, they all almost have the same skill. It's being able to access that skill and specifically to be able to do it longer. So they work so hard, of course, on their, their, the physical part. Their, their actual natural talent of how they ride the bike, all that, it's actually very similar, very close. The two things that, play into, that, that come into play is, one, are they physically fit, physically fit, so they, they, they can hold that technique for a longer period of time and i'll touch back on that in just a second and then the mental side right having having that um that positive out that that positive um uh, outlook on it i can give you a great story on that i'm gonna give you two good stories on that one is scott russell scott russell uh, we talked about daytona mr daytona was scott russell scott russell would say uh he goes as i was as i was literally pulling off the freeway to, to go to Daytona, right? To, to, to enter Daytona Beach, he goes, I already knew I won. Because that was it. He goes, there was nothing that was going to get in between what I wanted to do, my outcome, which is I wanted to win. And he goes, there's nothing that was going to stop me from that. I already knew I won. It was just getting to that point. So that was his positive mental outlook. And of course, the physical, the fitness part uh, plays into that. The second story with that is how do both of these things tie together? I'll give you a story, and this is actually going to be a separate um, podcast and a separate article at some point. At New Jersey Motorsports Park uh, this year, 2016, JD Beach won um, uh, both of the, the 600 races, the super sport races. So the time, so JD's race number one, uh, his total race time <clears throat> for race number one, and his total race time for race number two, so right, the total time, the difference between the races was 47 hundredths of a second, 47 hundredths. So he was able to stay focused mentally and physically. There was only a 47 hundredths of a second of difference between both race times. It was incredible. So that's where that whole part came into play. And I want to touch back on what Phil said, right? So when, when we, we, we have those three things <clears throat> an athlete can control, right? The craft or tech, technique, right? They're fundamentals. Fundamentals can always get better. They can always be better, but it's something that we're always working on. I want you to think about that to where your physical fitness, it, 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 your physical fitness allows you to have access, allows you to have access to your fundamentals, your craft, your deliberate actions for a longer period of time. So being more physically fit allows you to do that. The mental side, the mental side is really what, what we, we look at and work on. The mental side is, is what allows you, allows you to access those techniques and fundamentals and make them more precise, right? But we've, we've got to be able to, to have the, a positive outlook to be able to make that happen. A great way to look at that is, is um, I worked with a client um, just this week 
here at Thunder Hill. And uh, he's, you know, the outlook is, we watch his video and uh, he says, oh my God, I suck so bad at this. I'm horrible at this, I can't get this done. And I said, you know what, how about we look at it this way? I, I suck at this, here's how I'm going to fix it. Another way to look at it is, you know, we, we look at writers and we go, oh my gosh, how did he do that? How did he or she do that? Well, change your thinking. How was he or she able to do that, right? There's a complete flop, complete change in your thought process when it comes to that. So, so Phil, let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk just a little bit about, okay, so we see how, what a big deal the mental aspect is, right? And, and um, what, can, what can these people do to start? I mean, we can go in and, and give them a bunch of crazy deliberate things to do, doing on-bike drills, um, doing all this stuff, but let's, how about we just start at the very, very basic? What, I mean, I, it's a loaded question, you know, asking you this, but what do we see our clients lacking the most when it comes to this? Yeah, I'd say on the on the mental side of things, um, I'd say the number one thing that we see, Ken, um, in terms of you know uh, not having a clear mental framework or a, or a weak mental fitness, um, lack of focus and and what, the way you describe it, um, lack of the ability to number one have a plan and focus on that plan, and also lack of the ability to refocus. So um, you know they're they're thinking about a hundred other things. Um, other than what they should be doing uh, to optimize at, their at performance, speed, speed, yeah. yeah, on the motorcycle, you know, they're they're playing with their cell phone, they're worried about uh, their helmet, um, they're worried about you know what everyone else is doing in the pits, they're worried about the weather, they're worried about their bike, um, everything but focus and refocus. And the way I would describe that is, um, you know, they don't have the ability to remain present. Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, the the first step of this. Is, is putting yourself in the moment. You're gonna go ride a motorcycle. First of all, we actually don't get a lot of time to ride, right? When, when you know you go to a track day, you go to a race weekend, when you, when you look at the big picture of how invested we are in this sport, we get very little time on the motorcycle. So having, having literally your framework, your mental framework, right, these pre-made decisions, these pre, this pre, um, uh, this pre-made thought process, being in the moment, this, this is the number one thing that we see. People just aren't, they're just not here. And of course, what's the number one reason why you crash a motorcycle, right? Lack of, lack of focus or lack of a plan. So let's, let's we, we, we need something that gets our brain engaged on the task we're going to do. And we're so busy, we're doing so many things, right? We're working so many hours a week. We've got all of our, we have families, we've got all this different stuff but taking the time to learn to be present i know you and you think you can do it well you know and, and it's i know the separate podcast that i did is you know it's, it's very easy to get focused it's very difficult to get refocused so you might be able to get initially focused that's fantastic but getting the refocus is, is the difficult part so <clears throat> phil what 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 can we what can we give um, listeners, what can we give these people something to at least start this process? Let's, how do we how do we start? I, I, let's just start. It's very basic. How do we start um, essentially our mental fitness? 
Yeah, I mean, two uh, very simple things that um, anyone, uh, you know, who wants to start working on their f mental fitness, which will have a huge impact on, on uh, their performance on the motorcycle. Uh, the most simple thing um, I can random recommend to people, and I I've done it myself, is just start with some basic uh, introductory mindfulness training. Um, uh, another name for mindfulness training is meditation, but Whoa, it, yeah, like, yeah. you can't say the word meditation. I know, it, I know. Yeah. Ken, that makes Ken really uh, nervous. Cause yeah, say that, yeah, that's that's like way too you know. It's touchy too touchy feely yeah, for know, you, Ken, know, and right. and uh, so we don't we don't use that term. We call okay. it mindfulness training, like or, or okay. you know, going to the mindfulness uh, gym. Much better. All right. So um, you know where you know how do we do that? How do we get started with that? All mindfulness training is it's as simple as this. Can you focus on your breathing for one minute a day? So can you focus on inhaling and exhaling and just focus on your breath for one minute a day? And that's it. So um, a great way to start this, um, if you don't have experience with it, is basically there's a, a great app. It's, I think, one of the, the recognized you know, leading apps in introductory uh, mindfulness training. It's called headspace.com. It's H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E.com, headspace.com. Um, they have a, a website or uh, mobile apps, and they have a free 10-day uh, trial, which is just an, an introduction to uh, learning how to breathe and mindfulness training. And that's really how I uh, got started. It's, it's done by um, the, one of the recognized expert, uh, world-leading experts in, in meditation. And basically, it's just the best way to get started. So if you can focus on your breath for one minute a day, that is training you to just you know observe your thoughts and uh, be present for a minute a day. Once you're able to get that, um, you know you can start doing it two minutes a day. And, and basically, the the optimum is around if you can get to uh, six minutes a day at, at a minimum. Ten minutes is great, but if you can do a minimum of, of six minutes a day, uh, just focusing on your breathing, um, that will train your ability to be present on on the motorcycle. So that's really the the easiest way to get started. They have a ten day free trial, and that's really what what got me started. Um, the second thing um, that Ken and I are both uh, a big fan of, I think it's the uh, probably number one, both physical and mental training for a motorcycle racer, is a yoga class. Go sign up for a beginner uh, introductory yoga class. I think they have them um, just about any any city, anywhere you live. It's 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 becoming quite popular now. But it's um, Ken and I both do it for both because you know we're we're pressed for time. So that actually is the most bang for the buck because we actually um, in a yoga class you you work on. Um, your mental training and, and ability to be present and focus, um, as well as there's tremendous physical benefits for a lot of the, the movements in yoga um, are exactly mimic the uh, physical fitness and, and um, movements that we do on a motorcycle and also makes you more flexible and, and, and strengthens everything you need uh, you know, to ride a motorcycle really well and also helps with injury prevention. So those two things, you know, basic mindfulness training, uh, a couple minutes a day and, uh, you know, sign up for, for yoga class and just, you know, I know it sounds strange, but, um, you know, just to, to bring up a couple things, um, if you look at the martial arts discipline and a lot of the, um, Eastern stuff and, you know, Bruce Lee and a lot of the top martial arts guys and MMA guys. So, I mean, martial arts at the top end, um, they absolutely work on their, their craft and technique. But, you know, they'll spend, once they get up to a very high level, you know, they're spending 50% of their time on their, on their craft and technique and their moves and 50% of the time training uh, their mental game. And that's uh, no accident. And then the other thing uh, you look at, I've, I've you know, researched and, and studied uh, a lot of elite performers in multiple diff 
uh, disciplines. And it's super interesting to me once I started getting into the meditation and learning uh, mindfulness training, sorry, Ken, and, and learning more about it. Basically, um, I think about 80 to 90% of people who are the best in the world at what they do in any discipline, um, I found they all meditate every day. Yeah. Um, they all do some mindfulness training for a couple of minutes a day um, <laughs> in the morning or at lunch, but it was, it was shocking to me uh, how many of them had a very clear mental framework for how they approach their their uh, discipline, and um, basically all of them did basic you know mindfulness training every single day, and that blew me away. And I was like, okay, I need to I need to get on board with this. Yeah, and it's funny because we even asked our special forces friends how much you know time they're doing this because you know you think everything that they're doing is you know all this tactical training and everything's very specific, all the moves. And it was shocking to hear that, you know, 50% or greater of what they do is their, is their mental training, right? Their mental fitness, that they work on that. And that, that really was a, a little bit of a wake-up call uh, when, when we found that out. So, yeah, this, this podcast ran a little bit longer. Good. It needed to because this is something we're not accessing enough. We're not putting ourselves in, the, in this. And, you know, I'll, gi uh, I'll give you one little thing. So I worked... I worked um, at a track day, holding a, a track day um, classroom sessions a couple weeks ago, and we started talking about this subject. And so I challenged uh, the riders in the room that day. I said, tell you what, how about before you ride? I said, you want to be, you want to start the process to be a better motorcycle rider? I said, can you give me 40 seconds? 40 seconds is what I asked for. I said, before you get on your bike, give me two 20-minute sets, right? Two or two 20-second sets, two 20-second sets. I said, close your eyes, close your eyes. Said, Work on your breathing, be present. Think about right, what's next. What am I about ready to go do? Put, your, put yourself in the moment. So I said, give me two 20-second sets of that. And came back after that, I asked, I asked the class, I had about 40 people in the class. I said, how many people were able to accomplish that? And almost the whole class raised their hand. So we did another, we did another um, uh, topic. I asked the same question afterwards. I said, how many people were able to, to accomplish their breathing, their, their thought process, their mental training? Um, and uh, one person raised their hand. So it was, it was a little shocking to see how quickly that dropped off, but yet it's still one of the most important things that we work on. So. We're going to challenge you a little bit. Let's, let's, you know, we, we could sit here and give you a ton of different things to work on, all these different things while you're sitting on your bike or all these mental games or video games or all, we have we're very specific, we do, we have all these specific off the bike training things developed for that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't start this, this, um, this mind training, right? This mind fitness that we, that we need to start our sport with. So. Phil, thanks very much for uh, coming and chatting about this. Thanks, Ken. And, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think we're going to see some good progress with this.